You're listening to the Tumbling Saber Podcast, a member of the Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network. Check us out on the web at StarWarsCommonwealth.com, on iTunes, Facebook, and Twitter, and take your first step into a larger world. You've passed the first test. Once we begin, there's no turning back. Got it? Follow my lead. Let's go. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Bridger Transmissions. Uh, this is our fifth transmission, where this week we talk about Kindred and Crawler Commandeers. Commandeers? Commandeers. Awesome. I thought it was Commanders, but... Whatever. It, does it really matter? Yes. Uh, it was still <laughs> epic. Well, welcome back everybody. I'm Kyle, as usual. I'm Corey. Bonjour, je m'appelle M. <laughs> Bonjour, madame. Bonjour. Comment allez-vous? Uh, come see, come see. Wow, oh my, that's, that's the way my dad answers that question. <laughs> well, there you go. Um, yeah. All right, everybody. Welcome back. It's time to talk about Rebels. Uh, we had a couple more. We, we, Geez, guys. We are halfway. We're more than halfway through the final season. Don't remind me. Or, or it's going so quick. I, I still don't know if we're if it's at, if it's a sixteen episode season or fifteen. It's one or the other, right? I think it's sixteen. So we still have six. What? No, wait, no, Eight not episodes. six. If, sorry. If it's if it's yeah. sixteen, we are exactly at the halfway mark. We are. Oh my god. It's <sighs> it's it's blazing past, man. At, you know, two episodes a week. It's not going to take long. But uh, here we are. So let's let's just jump right in. Well, let's t- let's talk about. Kindred. It was the first of uh, you know the latest set of back-to-back episodes. And before we start, Corey, I am giving you an allotment of three uses of the word mysticism <laughs> in yeah. this podcast. Use them wisely. Synonyms. Loopholes. Nope. Thrice in this episode. Yeah, we'll see about that. Yes, we will. <laughs> All right. All right. So Anyhow, let, let, let's let's get through this. So this episode kicks off, and it, it really, I guess it starts with, with Kanan really nibbling around the edges of what's truly going on on Lothal. And I, I thought Kevin Kiner's score really drove that home. Uh, how did you guys pick up on this, this opening scene with Kanan just really sensing out, reaching through the force, and not quite able to figure out what the deal is? I, that's like one of the first things I have in my notes as well. It's just, we, again, we see Kanan meditating, and that's been something that's been going, it's been more and more reoccurring as we progressed in this series. And it, it seems to be like really often now, and Yavin seems to be like a good place for that. And it's, again, like beautiful when he does it. But yeah, like you said, he, he knows the whole crew's been drawn there for some reason, and he doesn't know why, but he knows that there's more to it than he can really put his finger on. And man, maybe that's why he's meditating. Like, think about that. To have that at the tip of your tongue or the tip of your brain and just not know what it is, but you know that it's dire, it's it's important, and there's there's a big reason behind it all, but you just can't put your finger on it. Like, that's got to be, oh, man. But he's a Jedi. He's got to keep his cool. But he's definitely, yeah, man, it's it's foreboding. There's, there's something going on there. Yeah, there's been a lot of theories going around that maybe his heritage, he's from Lothal, maybe. Because, right, you know, we... 
he did go to the Jedi Temple, but that's not where he was born. Yeah, we don't know. And, we don't know his home planet, do we? No, no, so true. I saw Jonah Marie say something about that, and that's uh, yeah, that's pretty and I amazing. Was after, before I even saw her talking about that, I was talking with a friend about that too, and I was like, "What if?" And and the music floating in to that that just peaceful scenery, and then Hera walking in. It's almost like Kanan's heaven. Yeah, it reminded me a bit of that scene in Attack of the Clones where, where Anakin was standing out on the balcony just sort of meditating yes. and then and then Padme entered and he just he 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 wanted her to stay you know stick around because uh, her presence was soothing for him. And it's kind of the same thing going on here. It's like he, I think he almost feels in a way too that their time is coming to an end. Like that's why he's like been desperate to to plant one on her lately and she's kind of just been <laughs> kind of like brushing him off till the moment was right, I guess. But well, you know, I'm I'm kind of reading into this like he wants to get out of Dodge. Like if there's like if something bad is going to happen, I think he would want to. I think he would want to scoop up the whole crew and get lost. But really, it would boil down to him and Hera, and he he wants to just grab her and go, and avoid yeah. whatever's coming. Like he's his heart is not in this rebellion. He's he's clearly there for her. And That's Ezra all. still. Well, yeah, as like she did is... say that this is his home. So, yeah, the whole space for sure. There. Well, yeah, and you you can see that 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 rift, the a potential rift between Kanan and Ezra. Where I mean, I'm not saying something that will come to blows, but when they come forced to make a decision, Ezra's decided to stay home, and Kanan, you can already tell, has decided he wants out with with Hera. So, if it came oh, to yeah. it, if it, if push came to shove, they'd go their separate ways. I have no I have no doubt about that at this point. Well, we know that Hera's not going anywhere. Um, just you know, we're kind of skipping a bit ahead a bit here, but. I was kind of thinking about this with the whole the whole wolf thing and all that. Um, what if, you know, that's a very interesting point, like you just made him about that being his possible home planet, Canaan, that is. Because um, I really thought the wolves would be more interested in Ezra, be, it being confirmed that it's his planet. Uh, but, you know, we haven't seen trailers for the second half of this season yet. Yeah, like, so... What if, like, what Kyle had said prior, like, doom for doom, like, what if these wolves are like, okay, like... The crew moves on, but like you're one of us now, or whatever, like something like that. And like Kanan is not in the second half of season two, uh, season four. Sorry. Wow, that would be that'd be shocking. It, it would, would be. be, but you we gotta now expect the unexpected because this week with the wolves, it definitely took like a huge like wow, like visually and storytelling wise. Let's 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 just let's talk about like uh, Rook first before we really get into the. Oh wolves. yeah, yeah. Oh my God, what a creepy! <laughs> like even when he was talking, it was like you're walking on eggshells around him. Do you? Do you it, I mean, I love work, Davis. Do you think they overprocessed the voice a little bit? Just a little, just a little bit, because like even listening to him, I was like, yikes! Just, oh, I liked it. Creepy. It's, it's, yeah, it's it, creepy. It, it, it verged too much towards thing. droid to me. I know what you mean. Like a Clone Clone Wars era droid. It was too gravelly, too deep. Uh, again, very very minor nitpick over a character that hopefully will be pretty cool. I mean, he's he's obviously a very dangerous character. But he's, well, I, th- as... I think he's different than the one uh, from the Thrawn novels. Yeah. Yeah, that was his bodyguard, I believe. Yeah, he was he was 
yeah, I think he was an assassin slash bodyguard, but I think this, uh, physically he's different. Uh, power set is a little bit different as well. Um, well I mean, he time will tell. He's, though, like... he's, he's still, yeah, he's still creepy. He's still very dangerous and powerful. Um, he didn't waste any time getting to, to work there, like just throwing it back and forth with Price for a bit. And then just like, I smell Lasat. Like, how, and then right how away. Does he, he... How does he know what Lasat smell like? Well, that's it. He's obviously been around. He's very, he's like a, you know, he's working for Thrawn. You got to kind of figure he's, he's up there in his, his game of studying cultures and whatnot. I know the Lasats have been probably uh, thought to be extinct for probably at least a couple of years now, but uh, anyhow, just him like smelling them and then just taking off like right away, like not even like saying hi to Thrawn or anything like just on all fours running and what's oh man, what's that kid's name? Ezra's buddy. Jaikel. 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 Yeah. Oh, I'm glad it, I rewatched it again this afternoon. Uh, luckily, because when I watched it last night again, it was like midnight and the, I thought it was the kid that had used a force against Rook. And I was like, yes, like. He is like pretty force sensitive, you know, and so now I had to scratch that out of my notes. <laughs> no, it's fine. Finally, it's okay. you know, I, I've been complaining about Ezra. You know, use the force to carry around the hyperdrive, you dummy. But uh, no, it was it was, <laughs> it was nice to see Ezra kind of just say, "Okay, enough with this little monkey," and he just used the force and <laughs> tossed Rook against the wall. Yeah, he should have uh, for a couple for you know just for good measure, just slammed him against the wall a couple more times just to you know put him out cold. <laughs> Yeah, he was not happy. He was like, Jedi. I'm so glad I don't have the force. Like, I would, that's, a, I would bang, bang, bang. That thing wouldn't get up if I, if I was able to use the force. Yeah, you'd force oh, choke him. No. You'd force choke him. Oh, no. Don't, no, we're not, he's not going to be succumbed to the dark side because they have cookies, okay? <laughs> it's Just too late for Kyle. Tempt, don't tempt him. Don't tempt him. But how about that biker chase? Yeah. And yeah, reminded me of Endor. But that exactly that, that brought me right back like this the sound effects i don't i'm sure they've used them before in rebels but it, it really stood out this time just the sound of those uh biker engines 100 percent, yeah like not necessarily visually i mean yes it's a bike chase but yeah definitely more the the audio behind that scene gave me the you know that it, feeling that we're in that area it takes me back to when i was sitting on the couch and just like completely mesmerized at that scene from like the return of the Jedi. And when I was watching that, I was like, ah, it's just so nice to be older and just savor that moment once again. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was uh, that was a lot of fun. Uh, and then, that, I, I, man, that, uh, but during that chase though, like he, we know he uses, I think, what does he use his gun? I think, oh no, he touches the, uh, the time bomb there on that part of the pillar that had fallen over in that Canyon. That, that guy gets smoked. That biker scout, like he takes it, like he's dead for sure. Oh, he's toast. It's over. But Rook's so persistent, though, right? He just. Like... I, I like how Ezra beat him to the punch. There, like Ezra thought that through and was like, I set the trap, and then kind of sat there on the other side and waited for him. And he, because he knew this guy was going to be persistent, he makes the jump, and then Ezra's waiting there for him. Pop, takes his little bike out, and then gives him the salute, like peace. Ezra likes that salute, huh? Someone needs to put together a supercut. <laughs> I, I, I told you that, but, you know, Sabine taught him well how to use those detonators because now he's using them effectively. Yeah, that was that was pretty effective use. Uh, and then they get back to their, their camp over by that uh, partisan U-wing. Yeah. And so here's, a, here's something that, that kind of bothered me. The, the one thing that bothered me about this episode 
is that uh, they, they all come back and they're, they're getting ready to go, but there's no urgency in that scene. Like, they're just kind of... Mm-hmm, they're Kanan, mellow. They're da, mellow. Da, da. They're, Kane and Hera have the talk. And it's like... They will, and, and they have the kiss. Well, I guess we'll touch on that in a second. But... <laughs> Like so, at some point they picked up on the scanners, right? There's there's two hover tanks coming in, and they're still like do do do, like still just going about their business and still having the talk. There's two tanks right there, guys. <laughs> well, they had they had zero plan. The only plan was get Hera off planet, and after that they were just like, "What do we do? Oh, wolves, let's go." Well, yeah, yeah. But you would think that they'd be like, "Oh my god, guys, uh, tanks, let's move, let's move." You you would think they're be a little more urgency behind their <sighs> actions instead they were just like well before even getting to that point i think this was where i kind of took a i don't know where i had a little nitpick basically um you know they just meet this guy named rook and he tells uh kanan right off the bat like you know how uh when we do something there's usually another problem that comes with it well this guy he knows that this guy rook's the real deal so don't you think in that scenario where you're, you're stealing the tanker and all that, like there should be some kind of protocol in place where it's okay. Like sweep the bike. Yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. Who knows if we got a tracker on this thing. I have that here in my nose as well. Yeah. Like, There's a serious lapse everywhere. in security there. Are we being tracked? This guy's after us. Thrawn is after us. Are are we being followed? That was, that was, that was a little bit silly, but anyway, uh, because reasons, my favorite thing, yeah, it's going on. It's moving on. The season is just like, there's been a few things like that this season where they're just the story just keeps going. It's like moving, moving on. <laughs> Nothing to see here. We're moving very, ahead. <laughs> very serialized, very, very derivative, very, you know, one thing after another, after another, after another. It just keeps on moving and it's fast paced. And it, you know what? Now I'm beginning to actually think it it was a good move to give back to back episodes because if we only got one, we'd lose that, you know, flow. Oh yeah, absolutely. I th- I think that was that effect was felt most last week. And uh, this, it, you know, it was kind of felt this week too. Right? It feels like if you only got one episode a week, you ah, uh, the, the the flow would be cut off. You're right. But let, not let's necessarily. Let... I think I think in this in these two episodes, anyhow, they're they're contrasting enough to be very different. You think? But uh, yeah, yeah, maybe this week. I, well, definitely last week. But anyway. Let, let's t- let's talk about the kiss. It finally happened. Yes. Em, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you're you're like you're losing it over there. Did you think that? Did you, did you think that they were going to go through with it, or like they, they 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 bluffed again, right? There's the charm. They bluffed it again, and then you know, they, they kind of refocus themselves, and then they went for it. Or she she gave she she gave him the it. kiss, right? Yeah, she went in. Yes. Hera taking well, charge he... of the situation. Yeah. It's because she, she had made him wait long enough at this point. And she, she's going off planet, you know, and yeah, oh. she kind of just took control. Well, I, I wasn't on Twitter at, at that moment, but I wonder if just millions of fans cried out in, in joy. You know, we like there is a huge like protocol of not t- tweeting about spoilers until like 24 hours later. Yeah, of course. So and then Dave posted this this photo. I was like, oh, <laughs> why? And then there's the emoji too with with Hera and Kanan. Kanan, like, yeah, yeah. I was thinking about that the other way around. How come it's Canera? Can it be Hernan? Kanan? <laughs> no, 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 no. That sounds wrong. No, sorry. 
but, Keenan. Uh, <laughs> okay, so anyway, we, we get our kiss. I don't know if it's going to be our one and only, but uh, it seemed to be notable enough that all, you know all the rest of the crew sort of took note as well. Sabine, hey, like, hey check it out. You know, maybe Sabine and Ezra learned a thing or two. Hey, this kind of thing is allowed, Ezra. What? <laughs> True, like I, I, I like that man. Like you know, we've seen Kanan's been je- dubbed the Jedi Knight, and he's had to let go of Ezra to do so. But I mean, these people, well, these Force ghosts, Yoda, whoever it is in these temples, they obviously knew that Kanan's a lover, <laughs> and they're still like, "We're dubbing you Knight, bro." <laughs> I, I was, I the soundtrack was so moving, it like it, it stopped my heart. I swear, and I turned. Uh, probably every sh- shade of red that you can get. I was like, no, it happened. It finally no. happened. <laughs> yeah, I'm a sucker to love. Don't forget. So I was, I was really red. I probably am red right now. <laughs> it was nice to see. Uh, I'm, I was on board with it. We waited long enough at this point. Well, if there were still any holdovers, any holdouts among the fan base saying, ah, I don't think they're a thing. I don't like ships in Star Wars. Well, sorry, that person just got stomped. Yeah, too bad. I mean, this, oh man, this is right up there with Han and Leia for me, man. Yeah, when next, like, next little chunk, it'll be like Ezra and, Ezra and Sabine's turn. What, what if they take, what if they take one from, uh, if Harry and Kanan take one from uh, Han and Leia's playbook where he's told he's like, I love you, and she's just like, I know. <laughs> no. No, they can't do that. No. That would be repulsive. No, they can't. That's, they, they can't. It's, it's only done once. That exactly. Um, so at this point, the Empire is now bearing down on them. They've lost their little uh, Imperial transport. They're under siege. They're they've got like a couple blasters to defend themselves really with. Not prepared at all. Nope. And that, that's and that's really something that was kind of bothering about, about this. Like <laughs> you're defenseless. The Empire is bearing down on you. Get out of there. Show some urgency. But uh, especially you know that. Uh, um, Ezra and, and Zeb, they're out on that mission trying to get this thing back, like, in enemy territory. They should be on pins well, yeah, and needles have, waiting. They have very critical cargo. Move. But anyway, the, the, here come the Lothwolves, right? And oh, man. It's... Yeah, amazing. So wow. we, we thought last week we were all under the impression that only Ezra could see these things. Oh, no. I, no, I didn't think that. I knew that the wolves would then appear themselves, like, show themselves to, you know everyone else it's just yeah i said they pulled a batman i i I thought that for sure they're they're physical and who knows maybe they're still not you know like maybe they're just they're meant to materialize or whoever wants this they want to see them sees them like we still don't know really but it's definitely cool that um that we saw well Ryder definitely saw it right he was like loth wolves yeah, that's amazing. Like these things are like legends, like crazy. And then that was like one of my favorite scenes in the whole thing, like humor wise. He's just like, "What's going on?" And then like Ezra's like, "We have to follow them." And then Zeb's like, "It's good when it gets strange." <laughs> and he's just like, "Writer uh, Zadi's just like, he's like, how do you people stay alive for so long?" Well, well it's there's... kind of a wink, right? Because I've always wondered, like, how how many times can these guys get taken prisoner and not really pay any price for it? So yeah, there you go. I'm with, I, well, I, I like stand how, with Ryder. I liked how the wolf, you know, like when they went through whatever they went through before we touched that. I just want to touch that 
you know how the wolf appeared himself and then disappeared and then the eyes were the last thing you saw? I thought that was wonderfully created. Yeah, that was you know cool. You notice too, and this is just like an, an observation anyhow, but when you look at the wolf's eyes, man, it had like a, a lot of yellow and red in the iris, very reminiscent of a certain Sith? former Darth. Yeah, yeah. And, and you remember the pathway when they're walking to whatever they're walking to? We thought at first Ezra was connecting with something, but I think, you know how it moves in a way? And then you remember Dave's um, artwork with Ahsoka? You mm-hmm. see how the wolves are moving? That one picture, the wolves are moving in a circle. Yep. Uh, I'm yeah, kind of like obsessing over this. I have, you probably saw my cork board. I'm just now like trying to figure out the pieces of the puzzle. This is now a puzzle. He, he's left us enough clues, I think, us to theorize and figure out what's what. But Well, it seems like wormholes are now a thing. I guess. So that was. Can we that theorize just, that that Ahsoka found a wormhole at the bottom of that Sith temple? Oh, mm. that's a huge. That's a huge thought, eh? And who knows where it would have taken her? Uh, we all wonder. Well, she can't get off that planet because you know uh, there's no ship. There was no. There was no way for her to get off that planet. But if she found a, a wormhole at the bottom oh, of that man. Sith temple. <gasps> and I remember how the Emperor himself wanted Lothal to be shut down <gasps> well i mean yeah this is where it gets really this this episode gets crazy because now we, we we've we've rescued the rebels they well the wolves have rescued the rebels they've taken them from one hemisphere to the next through yeah, this it's amazing hole, which is a really cool scene we don't necessarily have to say it's a wormhole per se like these creatures seem pretty uh, f- powerful in the force like maybe they open this thing or but it's I, I like wormhole is gets the, the point across anyhow. Well, and, but man, and that, well, if it is a wormhole, and you're right, it could maybe it's not. Maybe it's some sort of force power. But that is kind of the limit for me as far as like like super hardcore sci-fi. Like the next step is time travel, and at that point, I'm out. <laughs> time, no, there's no time travel. Sorry, no. Just but yeah, no. so but it, this is this is where it gets crazy: the wormholes and the cave paintings. And Ezra had his own little interpretation of the cave paintings as, uh, you know, like Jedi coming down to the to, to Lothal. And then you've you've got the going on in the background. The, the Lothwolf is focusing on Kanan, repeating Doom. Kanan fesses up to to Ezra and says, "That's that's my my real name, my birth name." Like stuff's starting to get real here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, and you guys have any? theories of, as to what the hell's going on here i know i know that there's nothing to go on yeah but do you want to take anybody have anything at all or are you just kind of just letting this wash over you um cory remember we maybe it is i'm not sure if it's a good time to bring it up but remember that conversation we were having about you know you were pointing out the certain drawings and they were like constellations to something well, that's what it looked like to me, to be honest. I mean, it looks really evident when you look at them. There's a lot of like, it almost looks like connect the dots, kind of. You know, you see a lot of circles, and they're all connected. And I really like what Ezra had to say, like Kyle said, uh, with possible, it looks like Jedi coming down or whatever. Like, the big takeaway for me in this episode is, at the beginning, Kanan says that, uh, you know, he senses they're there for a reason, and there's more to Lothal. We keep being drawn back here. 
and I can't remember who said it, but we also heard something along the lines of uh, like we got confirmation that the emperor, the empire is there for another reason and not solely for the tie defender. Like there's an alternate ulterior motive to them being on Lothal as well. Yeah. Minister Tua told us that in season two. Yeah. That's a huge, that besides the Ahsoka mystery, I think that's one of the biggest mysteries that's going on. Oh, I, I would, yeah, I would say that's the biggest deal. Um, and again, I, I have no clue, but we know that Palpatine... Protocol 13? I... Protocol 13? Are you kidding me? Yeah, yeah, I have that in my notes, but I can't remember what it meant. I just wrote it, Protocol 13. Um, uh, removal of all Imperial personnel. Ooh, true, eh? And they did that on Jeddah. So that freaking freaks me out, man. What are they going <laughs> to... No, it does, because I've grown really attached to Lothalith, but... So, oh man, and what that arch enemy in the back, I don't think it's the Death Star, but mm. it, uh, it's weird, man. It's weird. I'm, I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to keep my brain from just racing all over the place because it's going to end up going nowhere. I just want to get swept up in this, but I, I do have a, a slight thought and I'm wondering if. Uh, the cave paintings, or maybe the 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 Jedi when they came and took Kanan from Lothal. If Kanan turns out to be a, a native of Lothal, I, I don't know how. This is all loose thoughts. These in no way necessarily tied together. Um, but the other thing that I think uh, is worth mentioning is is Palpatine's contingencies, which we learned about in the aftermath books, and he had a number of planets. Jakku was one. Maybe Lothal's another. Like he's got this, his eye on this planet in case the Empire should fall. Blah blah blah. Whatever Palpatine's got cooking, it seems like um, you know Lothal is highly connected to the Force, and he wants this planet badly. Yeah, like I don't, I don't think the Jedi, the Sith, whoever, whenever they choose a planet to build temples on, I think there's a reason. It's just not just like here's a nice place. It's obviously these places have connections to the Force. Oh my god, that is a pretty good solid theory. And I'm now I'm looking at my corkboard too, and I'm looking at um, the Star Wars Rebels promotional poster, and there they had star maps there too. Um, all of Dave's work and the Ahsoka artwork, it, it looks that's pretty solid to say the least. And then remember the star maps that Kanan had on his holocron. There was a lot of dots everywhere. Maybe, you know, it's one point to the other. And they look like constellations to me, man. Yeah. What if all these, all these, you know, we talk about, we're talking about balance in Star Wars now. All of it, very theories at this point, but balance. It seems to be one of the things that all of Star Wars is driving towards. So what if we are talking about Sith temples and Jedi temples all kind of connected together via these wormholes? We're talking about Malachor, we're talking about Lothal, we're talking about all these unnamed planets. What if they're all sort of interconnected? Yeah, I like that. Like the galaxy's a lot smaller place. I'm not sure oh, how I feel about man. that. Me either. But it's, it's it could be something they're doing. Because I, I, I'm not sure how I feel about all this balance stuff that they're talking about yet. But uh, maybe that's part of it, you know? Can you, I, I, you, know, can you envision a, a scenario at the end... I don't know the episode name, uh, the one where where Ezra disappears into the Jedi Temple and Kanan just has to sit and wait. 
Um, Anybody? Path of a Jedi. Path yep. of the Jedi. Okay, so that episode, we, and we saw like uh, uh, the corpse, the skeleton of a of a Jedi Master who died waiting for his Padawan. Yeah, there, there was a few. There was at least three or four. And, and can we can we see that as an eventual ending for Kanan and Ezra? They kind of well, oh, they just leave man. they just leave it like that where where Ezra has to disappear into some sort of new Jedi temple that they've found on Lothal, and and Kanan says, "All right." Like I'm back in as your master. Like, I'll wait here hmm. for you. And Ezra goes in, and the series ends. <laughs> that no, nah. no, that's too of a big cliffhanger. It is. But it's too open ended. Eh? Dave said that he he answered that question. So ends with Kanan meditating. <sighs> I think. Well, in regards to that, I think Depa is kind of a bit of low hanging fruit. It would be nice to see some kind of connection there. I guess we're still maybe hoping a little for Ahsoka to have something to do with the wolves, even though we've been told she's not a wolf. I think but there's a lot of things. To, she does have something to do with them. But for yeah, sure. well, that's maybe where these wormholes all kind of play in together. And maybe True. it's exactly that. Like they all kind of just hang out in these common areas. And like, imagine these wormholes all just being sort of like, uh, I, I don't know how to, how to describe it, but almost like a house unto itself, just connected by different rooms and tunnels. I like and, it. You know, ah- Ahsoka's down the end of that tunnel, and uh, Joe Blow is down that tunnel. Hmm. We all kind of just hang out here in these ethereal, weirdo <laughs> portals in the Force. Did you did you see? Uh, uh, I think it was Amy Radcliffe. She Radcliffe. I think I'm butchering her name, but you are. Anyhow, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, she'd been. You know, Filoni's mentioned this as well. Uh, Princess Mononoke. Oh man, the mm-hmm. amount of connections and, and yeah. some of the shots are identical. It, identical, identical. It's crazy, and like I own that movie. It's it's been a long time since I've seen it, but I remember the gist of it, and really interesting uh, to see where they could possibly go with that and Ahsoka. Anyhow, yeah, I mean, I'd be surprised if Filoni went too close with Ahsoka to the, you know, Princess Mononoke storyline like it would be really easy to kind of figure out what happens to it right so i think there's there's definitely uh tributes there but i I don't know if he's gonna run the same parallels that would seem anticlimactic i'll put it that way anyhow back to the wolves and all that like uh, i'm hoping for some kind of prophecy or something in these cave paintings uh the constellations and the little theory uh another bit of low-hanging fruit maybe something to do with ezra's parents but then why would they want Kanan? I love what Jonah Marie said about the uh, as um, Kanan being a native to Lothal. I think that's really interesting. Like, it's such a, like, really like, doom. Like, why? Like, it's Ezra. Isn't it Ezra you want? Like, why doom? Like, now you're totally messing with us, right? Totally like, messing with us. So what the hell is going on with Kanan? Hmm. All right. Well, I mean, again, not, we don't we don't need to keep drilling ahead at this because we we have no idea what's going on. Uh, so, anything you want to say about Kindred before we we jump into Crawler Commanders, Crawler Commanders, Commanders? Uh, so far, it's definitely been my favorite episode. Wow! Definitely. Cool. Uh, just musically and animation, and and even some of the moments in there. I kind of, I kind of have to agree in the sense, at least the second half with the, from the wolves on, I was like, just kind of on the edge of my seat, 
and the, the visuals, like Em just said there, uh, walking through that wormhole or whatever it was, is like that's what I'm all about in Star Wars. Like that is just the coolest thing ever, man. Like it's everybody hold hands. Because that's another thing too. It's like I don't think if they weren't holding hands, they wouldn't have been able to make it through this thing, right? Like, anyway, super interesting there. Um, don't take Rook for granted. Creep a little bastard. He's gonna be back. He's definitely gonna be back. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He's he's coming back for Hera. Yeah. I'm and oh man, boy. Get me Hera. Sindora. We'll save that for next. Yeah. We'll save that for next week. Save that for next week because there's going to be so much to talk about about that particular thing, and I I'm cooking something up with some, well, I'll, no no I'm not spoiling it. You guys can be surprised too. So I also also like the fact that they said there's something more on Lothal. It's not just this tie defender program that's going to bring us to the uh, the climax of this season. There's something more to this whole thing. What Kanan had said about them being drawn there, super interesting, and. Just the fact that, uh, you know, Hera, when she threaded the needle as well to get the uh, the information back to the, the Rebellion, uh, we had speculated on that since before the season even started, I think. And that's the case. She got out of there with Chop, got the information back. Yeah, I mean, is this it's another failure for Thrawn, right? Like, he, he was on his high horse giving Hera, uh, giving Price, the, you know, the, the business for letting the, the Rebels get away and... I'm going to get this Rook guy to do your job for you. And hey, Thrawn, ease up, okay? The re- you, the Rebels have gotten away from you through your own stupidity numerous times. Be quiet. Yeah, <laughs> we're definitely seeing, we're seeing the break between the two. They're definitely now at that stage where, uh, like, they're, man- they're definitely manipulating each other. And they're just now butting heads because these Rebels have spun their heads. Yeah, they're proving... Uh, tougher to catch than Th- I think Thrawn probably thought. Yeah. But that's, again, that's, that's one of the coolest shots again in, in this whole series thus far is, you know, Hera just flying around, flying around, biding her time, and then bang, right through that hangar hyperspace. And killing Thrawn ev- did killing not him. see that coming. Oh, yeah. my God. He was mad. Like, yeah, he, you can see he his, his eyebrows are going down. Which episode was that when Hera blasted through that hangar? Oh, that was, Ken- that was Kindred. That was yesterday. Yeah, yesterday. okay. That was Kindred, yeah. Yeah, that, no, that was awesome. Okay, okay so, so- in, into Crawler Commandeers. Um, very first thing I thought. Again, kicking off the episode with a bit of a throwback to, to older movies, but Ezra talking uh, to the Empire. Very much a play on the boring conversation from A New Hope. Yeah, oh, yeah. You know what? These last two episodes definitely played some um, old movie shots, I think. I don't know if it was intentional. I don't think so. But, you know, as Star Wars fans, we pick everything apart. Well, I, 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 nothing gets by Filoni. I think this was a very, I think that was an intentional yeah. kind of throw, same, throwback. Same with the other scene, but I'll wait until we finish this one. All right, so what do we think about uh, this little diminutive Trandoshan? <laughs> Captain oh, Seavor, voiced by Seth Green. Yeah. I thought he was, you know, he, cute in a way because, like, he, he's just doing his job. He, he's not doing anything really evil. He's part of the mining guild. Oh, they're slavers. Yeah. They're evil. Oh, right. Slavers. <laughs> Holy forgot. Oh, right. I forgot about that. Just briefly. Yeah. <laughs> but I was watching Rebels Recon and they were saying they're not really part of the Empire. They're the mining guild. They're just doing their job. So I kind of find, like, 
when I say cute, it we're not like cute, cute. Like he's ugly, right? Oh but, yeah. But you know how they stole his his captain's chair and how he carried on like a little kid, like yeah, <laughs> just just cute. That was cute. Well, he was like, he was a, a nuisance more than anything, right? Oh yeah, a big smack talker. So anyway, they they're taking over this. Or the rebels want this. Uh, this I, it almost looks like a sand crawler with with jets on the bottom. They uh, didn't want it. They wanted the long well, range yeah. communication. Yeah, they wanted they the long range transmitter. So they 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 take it over uh, with with some trouble. But um, we, I guess we got a pretty cool uh, slugfest as a result with Zeb versus a, like a full sized trand Trandoshan. Oh man! At first, I thought it so might have been cool. Bosk, but it Me wasn't. Me too. No, what? What's his name? Poach? Proach? Procher? Yeah. But you, you know, you know what it made me think of right away after watching it for about I don't know a few, few seconds. I'm like, this is like a to total like WWE fight. No, I didn't think it was that way. I thought, you know how they uh, he lassos onto Zeb and Zeb kicks him and then he starts to fall. I'm thinking back to the scene in the Attack of the Clones where Obi Wan kicks Jango Fett off, and he's like, "Oh no, not again!" or "Oh no," and Zeb's kind of like that too, right? Yeah, <laughs> I know what you mean. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll speed through this episode. I I don't know that there was that much to take out of this episode, um, but one thing I thought was interesting and a little bit annoying, and not anything that. It's not, it's not a nitpick, but we have Hera giving a speech to the leaders, Bale and Mon Mothma and General Dodonna. Like, we got to do something. And still they sit on their hands, just like they did in Rogue One, which is like, you know, months or years later or a year later. And to me, I'm like, like Mothma, are you ever going to do like do anything? Like I found that. I found that disrespectful that they asked her to leave in this secret meeting. Like, how much has she put into this rebellion already? She should uh, yeah. be in on all the conversation. Maybe they thought she was getting a little bit too emotional, so maybe they wanted her to, to, to step out of the room and cool down. But, yeah, I, 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 I tend to agree with you. kind of reminded me of Ezra. Kind of, like, not his impulsiveness, but his boldness and willing to take action as according to the situation. Yeah, that that was a little bit annoying, and you know, then they they talk it over. Remind me of what happens. Like, f did she give the speech and then they shut her down, or did they shut the whole thing down and then she gave the speech after which they agreed? I think they shut her down. I don't think they were trying to make her go through further discussion because then they moved on to I don't know picking up Protocol Thirteen, right? So, yeah. Anyway, I, I thought I thought the whole thing was making Mon Mothma look like too soft. And then suddenly they had a change of a, t a change of heart, and they authorized Hera's attack. It's like okay, well, again, Hera's the one that told them what's what. She was like, "Now hear this, Bale." Bale's like, "Ooh, uh, uh, Miss Kimbula, <laughs> like, what, what are you, what are you doing here?" And she was like, <laughs> "Yeah, like, pipe, pipe down, Bale. Captain Sindula's here to talk." But but doesn't it annoy you? Like, it it vastly annoyed me in that because, like I said, she's just. <sighs> She's put so much into this rebellion. She's thrown her life away for this fight. And it's only till now she's kind of explored a new possibility, you know, with Kanan. But, right? So, it just, it irked me so much. Yeah, it, it, it irked me that the, the, 
the entire rebellion was kind of built on inaction. <laughs> They're just biding their time. We're not ready for open warfare. Let's just let's take it easy. We need kind of unanimous agreement here. Guys, come on. Uh, but anyway, so Ezra, uh, Hera did finally get her way, but now that's that's sort of at the end of the episode. We'll talk about that. Um, so back to the to the crawler. Uh, so Ezra's putting together this plan, and Kanan's there, but does it seem like Ezra now has more authority and poise than Kanan in these situations? Or is oh, the, yeah. Or is it a symptom of Kanan's mind being elsewhere, or maybe his heart not being totally into it? No, Ezra's grown onto his own. He's just, it's just, I'm just so proud of him. <sighs> He's well, Kanan is kind of blind too, but I mean... <laughs> Well, you no. Know, last week you were like, "Oh, these, come on, he sees everything." I know. It's it's <laughs> whatever works for the story that day, I guess. Well, because reasons. Again, I would go back to that, and I I don't like that. Anyway, we're gonna, we're plowing through. Uh, Vizago is back. He was sort of yes. roped in as a slaver, or he was he was put into slavery on this crawler as, as punishment by the Empire for what I guess what they perceived as him smuggling, but. My question is this: Like, should Visago have been Hondo all along? Oh man, I don't know. I hope we get to see Hondo. Yeah, me too. I really hope they don't just leave him out of it's, this 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 season, anyhow. It's a really open. We still need to see. I, I think. In, well, they did say that Wolf and Gregor are coming back, so we still need to see them. We're going to see Mart next week. You need to see Hondo and his story. Uh, yeah, yeah. Th- I mean, they, they still have plenty of things to do, and not as we just have, as we talked about. There's not a lot of time left to do it, so they got to get moving. Through. We're now halfway through. Yeah, and that well, that and that's why I mentioned like, should this have been Hondo? Could they have used this episode to sort of touch on Hondo maybe one last time? You know, they, they break him out of slavery, and okay, Hondo, you're free. I, I would hope they have something more planned for him. Because if not, then yes, what you're saying is correct. Uh, okay, so for me, like this episode was a whole lot of trouble just to send out a message. You know, we, we got rid of Seavor. We had a cool little brawl between Zeb and, and uh, uh, Trandoshan. Uh, but for me, the only real takeaway out of this is that Hera asserted herself, finally got uh, the leaders to commit to an attack against the Empire in next week's finale before the uh, before the winter break. But... Other than that, you know, I, I didn't take a whole lot out of this episode. I, I, took, Actually, I, I want to touch upon the beginning of the episode. Like, I I have a feeling there's been a, a certain amount of time that's passed with um, what's his name there, Jai. Jai yeah, Kel? Jai Kel. He's there now. He didn't follow them through the the wormhole, you know, unless left all super small. Like, I don't know how we would have gotten to the other side of the planet, or how they even wouldn't let him know that they were there. Um, something else that kind of didn't bug me, but it puzzled me when, um, ah, what's his name? The captain of the ore crawler, when he slipped on Ezra's lightsaber, Ezra had this little smirk on his face and just kind of like smiled in awe. And I'm wondering if that's because he got what his, he deserved for burning his, well, half his planet to a, to a crisp. Hmm. Yeah, there's some poetic justice there. 
the guy's scorching the planet and gets himself scorched in the process. That's uh, yeah, and Ezra didn't Ezra even have to like smiling. force push him. He, well, that's he's it. kind of like smiling. Yeah, right. I, I think Ezra. For, uh, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think there was a scene where Ezra maybe thought about for a second, maybe he thought Ezra was gonna shove him, force push him in there or something, but he never did. And you, in my mind, I was like, hey, you had an opening there, Ezra, to get rid of this guy. But good on you for it, not doing it. That's that's the way of the Jedi. Uh, but then, you know, karma. He slipped on the on the lightsaber and he fell into the furnace. And he looks at his lightsaber like it's his best friend. Oh. Yeah, I like that. Again, so uh, my last point in this episode, the sort of like the ending scene with Thrawn. And he didn't seem bothered by the loss of the data recorder. Oh, no, I think he's bothered. And I think his superiors are bothered, too. Well, that and that, that's kind of where I'm going. So they, Hera gets away. He didn't seem overly upset about that. He's just like, hmm. And then, oh, they delivered the data recorder of your elite TIE defender. Hmm. So <laughs> either he's very nonchalant about all this, or he's like, Filoni is just playing these cards so close to the vest, vest and Thrawn is really playing something up big here which is maybe tied to Palpatine's plans for uh, for Lothal maybe he mm. maybe he maybe he he'll, we'll find out that he let the tie defender plans go so that he would it would draw the rebellion in mm. and maybe that's why he doesn't seem very bothered by it because hey if I can't get them I'm going to bring them here I don't know, but something something's going on. But uh, yeah, so, so you, did you guys catch the preview for next week? Yes, I caught I both didn't. of them. Whew. One was really oh. tense with all with you know the, the, the that that blockade of star destroyers. Holy no. smokes! Like we've not seen something like that before. Like dozens of star destroyers lined up around Lothal. Was, what a sight that was! And that wave of Tie Fighters. How much ships do you think are going to survive that, if not any? Well, that, that's it, right? Like, you you see, like, this giant... And, Corey, if you haven't seen it, you should go check it out. But a, a massive blockade of Star Destroyers. We're talking... I, I don't want to exaggerate, but it looked like, you know, 15, 20 Star Destroyers. A vi- excuse me, a very impressive sight. And then out of hyperspace come, like, 10. <laughs> 10 Rebellion fighters. And, I'd say and you see, 15. Yeah, 15. but... You you could almost easily say there were there were more star destroyers than rebel fighters. Oh yeah, firepower, like but totally then, outmatched. And just, you just see like Hera's face, just like uh oh. <laughs> and then the, the, you know, the, no the preview back. ends. And then you know it gets me thinking about the rest of the scenes that we've seen in the trailer and how that wolf stands in that in the like roadway. And I'm thinking, is this a way to protect? the rest of the crew on ground while there's debris falling. So, M, uh, do we have any listener interactions from the Bridge of uh, Transmissions we, Facebook page? We do. We do. Hang on a second. So, um, this one's long, but this is our only one that we really got for this week. The Canaricus. Uh, oh, sorry. From Michaela McGuire off of the Facebook group page, Star Wars Rebels. For anyone who has joined that, you should go over there and just start interacting and start coming together while we 
have these dwindling events happen for us. So she said the Canaricus. Oh my God, I screamed and fangirled for hours. I still am. We needed that. Thank you, Dave Filoni. Notice that that door shut, though. It's almost like a bad omen, as if they won't see each other again. Kanan finally told Ezra that his real name is Caleb Dune. Finally. Finally. In the wolves. I love wolves. I was reading the comments on YouTube and read that they, the group went through the what could have been the Infinity Tunnel. So cool. Anyway, Crawler Commanders was good as well. Nice to see Ovazago again. The foreman was a boss, but Zed was even better. And then Kanan, who bested almost immediately, probably because he was taken by surprise. Those two episodes are definitely on top of my favorite list, especially Kindred. And I just ranted, didn't I? <laughs> uh, not really. No, you just you know you're it's kind you're of a like, st- like stream of consciousness there. That's all right. Yeah, that's fine. And uh, I'm just I I agree with everything she said. Like the fangirl in me too. When um, that kiss came, I was like, oh my god, life has been made. And then you're just gonna have your heart broken now. That's that's terrible. Oh. Don't say that. Oh, man. All right, Corey, any final words before we punch out of here? No, I mean, they're both uh, really, really, really good episodes. Uh, I think Crawler Commandeers was, uh, I'm not going to say my least favorite because I've loved everything, but I think it was one of the slower episodes. It kind of put us in neutral after having that heavy, heavy, heavy hit of that uh, wormhole, infinity tunnel, whatever you want. No, that episode just set up for the next one, I think. Well, I just—I definitely want to see more in that regard. I'm glad they kind of gave us a put on the brakes a bit there. Uh, let's let's grade these two episodes together. Oh, geez. Um, Say eight point five and eight. Uh, yeah, I, oh. I, I would go. I'm, I'm more like a seven and a half. Um, geez. I'm gonna go nine point one. Whoa. Well, no, I'm sorry. That's that's for kin- Kindred because, well, I just love that episode. <laughs> but overall, I'm going to have to say maybe 8.8. All right. Fair enough. Yeah, I mean, for me, it was it was all about, you know, the second half of Kindred with the with with the wormholes and the, the, the cave paintings. That's that's kind of got me salivating a bit and what, where this is all headed. But otherwise, eh, considering the the brief timeline we've got here in this season i i would hope for a bit more like if there's you know air quotes filler to this season i think i think crawler commandeers was it was part of it and yeah I, a I, little i felt that way but i don't want to be the only one who felt that way and expressed it because i don't need to I'll be say it. on i don't care i'll say it <laughs> yeah i i actually agree with you on that I mean, maybe can, some others too yeah i mean considering you know We've only got a 16-episode season. I didn't think we had time for, like, this kind of slowdown. But anyway, easy come, easy go. We'll be back in a a few days to talk about the mid-season break already. My God. I hate that. But then I got to have Big Hero 6 to keep me company. Oh, there you go. Like, there's a new series coming, so. Yeah, I, I saw that. My kids are huge fans. Oh man, then we should just start a podcast with those nope. guys on. No, no, no don't I know. encourage me. No, I know, I know. All right, guys, <laughs> that's so cool. Let's let's say goodbye for the for the for this week. Um, 
M, where can we find you on Twitter? You can find me at emalum 52 And I'm not going to do the speech now. I think everyone's gone to the point where they can find me. And also, a uh, Facebook page, The Bridger Transmissions. I do, well, I've slowed down a bit, but I do follow the little cat with my little buddy Kinder as he has his daily adventures. So go on and check over there. I'm kind of going to try to get more info going there to just stream feed. And, oh, or should I mention, oh, too late now. So um, after Rebel Assault, there will be, we finally got the two uh, new titles for the next two episodes. That's right. And it, and it was called, I think, Alli- Alli- Allegiances. Allegiances. And then... A one, giant one, step. Yeah, one giant step ahead. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. But we, you know, we didn't get dates. We didn't get air dates for those. So, but I did a little research. Mm-hmm. I come prepared. <laughs> so season so, two took a break from December 9th until January 20th. And season, oh my God. season three took a break from December 10th until January 7th. So we have sort of a, a frame of reference here. We're going to break now from, you know, after what, November 14th. Until I would say, you know, let's call it January 14th. So we're going to be a good two months without Rebels, which which will be tough. That's going to be tough. Together we'll get through it. And Corey, where can we find you? Because you're just legendary with your, your, um, you know, little tag. You you can find me at uh, Chop Rules with a Z, M. (laughs) And that goes for everybody else out there. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening this week. Let us let us know what your thoughts on these two episodes and your thoughts on what's coming. Anything you want to throw at us, uh, we're here to listen to, uh, both on Twitter and on the Bridger Transmissions Facebook page. Go check that out. And while you're at it, go check out the Tumbling Saber Facebook page. Give that a like as well. Lots of Star Wars content shared there. And if you're li- looking for more Star Wars content, head over to StarWarsCommonwealth.com. Check out our friends. Everybody's doing some stellar work. And um, that's it, everybody. Looking forward to catching up with all of you. Have yourselves a great week, and we'll talk to you next week. May the force be with you. Yeah, may the force be with you, everybody. Cheers for now. 